UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to the UK Tech Weekly Podcast, the UK's conspiracy-free Tech Weekly Podcast. This week, I'm joined by the editor at Tech World, Charlotte G. Hello. Consumer editor at Tech Advisor, Henry Burrell. Hello. And the editor at Macworld UK, David Price. Bonjour. Today we're going to be talking about Infowars, we're going to be talking uh, about some new phones, and we're also going to take a trip down memory lane to talk about the Millennium Experience. Mm. Yeah. Let's get on with the show. So, David Price, everyone's favourite Texan barrel-chested supplement <laughs> shilling conspiracy theorist. Can I say that at this point he's not my favourite? Oh, okay. I think he might be a bad person. We're talking about Alex Jones, of course, uh, of course. the uh, conspiracy theorist-in-chief at InfoWars. He... America's most prolific ever conspiracy theorist. Is that a fact? I don't know if it's a fact. Even more I, so don't know. I feel it fits with... Um, he wasn't American. He's, he's British. Oh. He was the goalkeeper for Hereford United. He was. He's as British as... As they come. Hereford United. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you're going to talk about Alex Jones, you shouldn't start with a piece of fake news. Yeah, yeah. Well, I Sorry, it was I in, just, I in the that. spirit of. <laughs> no, no, he was a goalkeeper for Hereford United. He was, yeah. and then he okay. presented grandstand. And then he, he went, used to be normal. And he went mental. <laughs> what are we talking about, like David Alex Jones? Jones <laughs> yeah, well, Alex Jones was never normal. He was never normal. Was he not? We digress. He. Uh, uh, yeah, this is entirely my fault. What was the question? For, for, the question for was, what has been going... Why is Alex Jones annoyingly back in the headlines, the mainstream headlines? Uh, and I believe well, the answer is that he's been banned from most... Are you now answering your own question? He's been banned by most... <laughs> Such politicians. ...digital platforms. Well, what am I but for then, now? Give us the details. Yeah, so basically, um, it's, it's a good reason he's in the headlines because he's been uh, given the bum's rush from... <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm just going to use loads of up-to-date terminology today. Uh, he's no longer welcome on Facebook or YouTube or Apple's podcast app, uh, to an extent. I mean, I think Facebook have banned like four of his pages, so he potentially can fall back on others. And yeah, Apple uh, Two is that right? And Apple Two uh, haven't got rid of his app from the App Store, so they've they've just got rid of his podcasts. Uh, so. Obviously, all of his... It's easy to be brainwashed by audio. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's quite a genuine reason, though, isn't it? It's because he has very much uh, breached their um, rules for podcasts because they're not allowed to do any hate speech in podcasts, but there's no rules against hate speech within the iOS store, which, we can, totally which we can assume will change very, very quickly, no, and then they'll ban his app. There are already very stringent rules on the App Store, but it's... Clearly, the precise wording doesn't yeah. forbid it. Forbid this, but th- there have been all sorts of apps that have got banned from the App Store for really tenuous reasons because they're, you know, political. Not even hate speech, just to have a political opinion, essentially. Um, and they're normally very strict. So I don't know why they haven't got rid of the app. To be completely honest, what um, what hate speech has he done though? Like, as in, I sort of know a little bit who Alex Jones is because he's on the fringes of my awareness. The, but can you tell us more about him? Who okay, is so he? the, he- the headline. The headline thing, the most egregious thing he's done has been to latch onto the Sandy Hook uh, school shooting where 20 children were slain. Um, and he essentially thinks it, it was a fake. He, one of his long-running conspiracy theories is that the government um, creates fake terrorist attacks in order to then have political leverage to take over but the But in world this case, 26 people well. died. Yeah. Like, obviously, definitely died. Yeah. And uh, it's got to the point where... He has sort of in in sort of um, radicalizing his listeners. Those people on social media have then gone after the parents of dead children and driven them like out of their own homes and like away from the children's graves so that, and stuff. Oh that's God. the that's the important that difference here because actually um, 
talking about and spreading conspiracy theorists isn't actually hate speech and it's not yeah. illegal. No. It, you, it's like protected under your, yeah. uh, your amendment rights in America. But what is what then strays into hate speech is when you then weaponize yeah. those followers to harass people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is exactly what happened with Sandy Hook. But astonishing. He, he's a, as, as David alluded to earlier, he's a prolific conspiracy theorist. He was, he sort of burst onto the scene after 9-11, I think, because he um, very much was always promoting the idea that um, the American government and Bush was actually mm. behind um, 9-11. Yeah, so, I, I remember, I can vaguely remember that. In fact, I've even met people that have, trying to argue that he, but he's this? also a big gun rights advocate and he would be seen arguing with Piers Morgan a lot um, which is a perfect example of two people who should never be in a room together yeah. unless that room is a cell yes <laughs> <laughs> that, I, that, now that would that would be interesting to see it'd be quite a good fight actually yeah um, but then it's oh, no, like who do you no, really want you don't want fight. anyone I to win I think it'd be quite a good fight no, Alex, Alex Jones would win far too easily Jones is quite large mm. But, he, he's he's a big yeah, but, guy and Piers yeah, Morgan Piers is a coward. Got bad tactics. <laughs> he is a, he's a physical and moral coward, and he would he would cower immediately. So what, what I would want is a prolonged and violent confrontation. There's like a but strange off parallel, the... isn't there, between you mentioned David Icke and Alex mm. Jones, and yes. um, yeah, Alex Jones kind of has blown up. Um, probably the, not. The, the <laughs> right, right <laughs> anyway, post nine eleven, but um, in the John Ronson uh, book called Them Adventures with Extremists. There's a few chapters on um, David Icke and Alex Jones, and that kind of captures Alex Jones pre-9-11. The book came out just after, but it was all written beforehand. And it's in like the late 90s or maybe the year 2000. Um, and it's, there's a whole thing with Alex Jones where him and John Ronson try and infiltrate uh, the meeting of the Bilderberg group. And it's a great little um, who are supposedly who run the New World Order and decide on wars and famines and stuff. Mm. Um, bollocks, basically. Yeah. And they do actually find a meeting of the Bilderberg group and they go to it and infiltrate it. And it's a great little snapshot of how crackpot Alex Jones is. Like it's obviously it was written then. So even then he kind of does respect him as kind of, well, he is a journalist, basically. He was just but, like a shock jock, wasn't he? But yeah, mm. he, I mean, all his stuff was, yeah, exactly yeah. that, like conspiracies. But in, in a pre 9-11 world, I think we kind of forget how it was just laughed off when David Icke was on telly saying that, the Queen's a 12-foot lizard, but really, lizard is probably a quite blatant anti-Semitic uh, remark mm. about the, the kind of people who they think conspire to, you know, um, start wars. So he, he, he was already about... quite dangerous, but then he's kind of been enabled by the, the post-9-11 zeitgeist. And post-Trump as well. Yeah, yeah. Cause it, so is he one of the sorts of people that goes on about George Soros and stuff oh, like that? Probably. Oh, yeah. 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 So he's that. in yeah. that. So there's a weird sort of interplay between him and Trump in a way. Because there's oh, sort of, there's sort of like increasingly are... a world where it's like, but what are facts? And, yes, you know, who, what is true? Yeah, and... he's well, like Trump, the embodiment of the, of the crackpot side of the right, of yeah. the extreme right wing. Yeah, yeah. So um, we we have digressed a tad. Um, let's get back to why he has been sort of banned from the major platforms. And Apple was getting a lot of credit for this initially because they were the guys that kind of finally kicked him off uh, their podcast platform, and then all the dominoes kind of fell afterwards. So I think Facebook yeah. have Facebook haven't said what their process. Are you was. doing this again? But like, <laughs> you doing so it again? David. But like two hours after Apple kicked him off their podcast. Facebook kicked him off, and then on YouTube fell yeah. as well, right? It wasn't. It wasn't actually. So uh, technically, Stitcher Radio took off his podcast first on the third of August, um, which might have influenced Apple. I don't know. Um, but Apple got rid of his podcast on the fifth of August, and then on the sixth of August, miraculously, Facebook and then YouTube miraculously decided that after all, he did break their rules, which they've been defending him on yeah. 
um, for months um, and decided that it was time to get rid of him. So yeah, clearly... Surely they had a come to Jesus moment and it was nothing to do with Apple. No, no doubt. Yes. Um, and it, I was sort of interested in the in the pattern here because Apple... Uh, well, they, they come in for a fair bit of criticism uh, in, in this podcast and in the world. Um, but one thing that they're quite good at is not really caring as much as other people do about pissing people off and no. they just they just go ahead and do things and then often that gives cover to the rest of the industry to follow um headphone jack so uh, yeah so there's head there's the headphone jack which we we all took the piss out of because they said it was courage to get rid of the headphone <laughs> jack but it was actually in many ways a sensible thing to do a bit annoying but as a as a progression in smartphone design it made sense to get rid of the headphone jack and then all the other companies were able to do it and not get slagged off um which quite Henry much. may think is a bad, yeah, quite as much. I've heard many takes about Alex Jones, but this is the first time I've heard the headphone jack <laughs> argument. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's it's an example of of what they're like. They're um, I don't know what the, what the word. They're a Trojan horse, like an they, enabler. They, yeah, they are, and they did the same thing in a much more positive way with the uh, the gun emoji. Mm. In iOS 10, they uh, they decided that they were going to render the same emoji Unicode which would normally display a gun as a water pistol, which at the time I remember on this very podcast, I criticised them because that creates confusion. <laughs> I like well, the gun emoji, I have to say. It's which not is your favourite gun emoji? Uh, not the water pistol, that's annoying. No, but which company is they different? I don't know. I haven't got, I haven't got oh, one sorry, deep I haven't into the rabbit hole. Why my phone display? I assume no, but you I'm, have a detailed knowledge well, of the emoji. That's what David was going to say, I'm right? I'm annoyed that they got rid of the gun emoji. Because then somebody would send yes. a gun to you and if you have an iPhone, you would see a water pistol. Exactly. So yeah. they, they could send a genuine threat to you <laughs> in emoji form and you would see it as a water pistol or more... Likely is it you would say playful. Just like, basically, when I'm <laughs> when I'm trying to threaten people, it just doesn't work as well. Or when I'm trying to send the like smiling face with, with a gun to gun to my smiling face, uh, it's not the same if it's a water pistol. It's not the same as it's it. just it looks ridiculous. No, it is. Um, so what, looks silly, what I thought they should have done is that they should have created a new emoji or, or lobbied for because it's not actually their business to do it for a water pistol and then hidden the gun emoji in the drawer so you had to put in the Unicode put manually. The gun in the drawer. Put it in the drawer. Uh, but they didn't do that. They they did it in a, what I thought was a cheeky way. But now actually everybody's followed them and I think possibly Microsoft have they now finally followed? They were the last ones, but everything else—Samsung, Twitter, Google—they yeah. um, all, all now render uh, guns as water pistols, and it's weird because now you can't really talk about guns in emoji language. No. You can't re-render Alex Jones, though. So, no, what no. is banning him achieving other than uh, further encouraging his user base to think there's a conspiracy against him? Because that's that's what the yeah. narrative he's peddling. Okay, now. So I, I love that so argument though, because everyone, because like. I look back at like Milo and exactly. everyone, yeah, it's exactly. like, oh, like, oh, you're just going to fire up his base and they're just mm. going to get more, uh, they're going to feel more like they've been victimized and they're more conspiracy. They'll do that. But anyway, if you take away and... someone's platform, yeah. they don't mm. have a platform. So yeah. Milo has disappeared from the public discourse because he no longer has anywhere to spread yeah. his horrible views about things. So, yeah. so taking a stand actually does work. I think that's a really but good point. Alex Jones still has Twitter. He does still have yeah, so, so that's what we need to happen next. It, it's, the problem isn't that Apple and Facebook and YouTube have got rid of InfoWars. It's that Twitter are still um, issuing these mealy-mouthed, confused, semi-explanations of what they consider to be. Yeah. Do you want to take us through? Do you want to take us through Jack's absolutely ludicrous uh, explanation of why he why he is yet yeah, so, to ban Alex Jones from the platform? So his reasoning is that. Um, is that it's okay for people to say things that are untrue, um, but then it's the role of journalists to refute them, and that that's a healthy conversation to have. 
which is uh, problematic, partly because, as we said earlier, it wasn't just a lack of truth in Infowars that was the problem. It was the uh, targeted harassment, which is absolutely explicitly in Twitter's rules. And, yeah. and it, it, they could very easily ban Infowars and ban Alex Jones within their and own rules. And ban Nazis. Yeah. And ban Nazis, because they are the current right. And I, I always come at this one, but um, Rose McGowan told... Uh, ben Affleck to fuck off and got banned. You know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. If that level of abuse. Well, if you put Elon Musk in your um, name, you'll be banned within ten seconds. Yeah. So they can police things. I really don't they know. They just refuse to. I don't know if I buy the argument that Jack Dorsey's even acting in good faith anymore. No, because because actually he's he knows this is an issue. I mean, he phoned in to the Sean Hannity show as well. So he's like, he 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 has put himself in a situation where for whatever reason he certainly appears to be. Sympathising a bit too much. He's not with, neutral anymore. He's, yeah, he has picked he, a side. He's actually picked a side, there's and, he, and amazing... he is he is sympathising with people on the far right. Yeah, like, there, there's that amazing doing. Seth Rogen tweet, which yeah. I'll which I'll paraphrase, but he basically said, "I've I've spent a lot of time DMing with Jack, talking mm. about why he lets Nazis sit on the platform, and I've come to and the, verifies them, and verifies them, and I've come to the conclusion that the guy doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, he just doesn't. He's just like a, a millionaire who just can't be asked yeah. to go into the well, the way I see it is like he can't quite be bothered to go into the politics of banning people and the fallout from it yeah, yeah. and it's yeah like you say it's, it's weird that that then means that he can take a populist stance yeah he's fallen, I don't, he's in order fallen, to defend himself he's fallen into yeah. the trump that zuckerberg fell into about five years ago where zuckerberg would always argue that facebook was an open neutral platform mm. where everyone can share their views and facebook have learned the lesson the hard way that that isn't the case and yeah. they have it's, to it's, step it's, up it's, their it's policing slightly, it's slightly different though isn't it because zuckerberg still even though he's kind of changing he still bangs on about how Facebook is a platform for good and all the things yeah. that c- can connect people and do these great things. So, That's their you new know, PR push, isn't yeah. It? So, mm-hmm. but like Twitter's not quite like that, is it? He's not saying this no. is like a platform for great. It's just like <laughs> I'm just going to let could ever say <laughs> that. I'm, I'm just going to let people mouth off and say what they want because you know free speech and that. Yeah, but yeah. He's it's so weird Twitter, to say that he... journalists are the ones who have to like yeah. mop it all up. He still sees yeah. Twitter as what it originally was, which is basically a digital towns like town square <laughs> where everyone can have an opinion and Every then it comes down village idiot. Yeah, yeah, and it comes down to the community to shout down the idiots or to argue with yeah. them. Um, but that, that yeah, I, I, clearly I doesn't agree work. with it doesn't you. Work. I agree with you, yeah. but that doesn't work. It's not work a good place to be. even in a town square, like, people don't really have a voice, do they? Because no. there's a hierarchy. But on Twitter, mm. anyone can take down anyone. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. I, well, I mean, there are hierarchies on Twitter, but they form in, yeah. in counter-productive ways. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Whoever has the politics. loudest voice or who is the most extreme will then be amplified. I just don't get it though, because I don't even think that it's that he can't be asked, because they they do moderate they do moderate Twitter, yeah, um, and they do take things down. So they are actually choosing; they're actively choosing to allow him to still be on there. Yeah. So 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 it's not. I don't know if we can even give them that much of a free. Pass. The only devil's advocate know. argument I will make is that Jones very, um, very in a very targeted way, tries to moderate himself on Twitter because he mm. realises it's such an important platform for him that he doesn't, he di- he dials down yeah. his crackpottery on Twitter so that he won't get banned. Yeah. But then um, it links out to all his other nutjob exactly. stuff. Exactly. So, yeah. so yeah. He, he's he, he's aware that that platform, like in the way that Milo was, yeah. very aware that that's an important platform for him. Yeah. Um, so he, he's doing everything he can to not get kicked off, which is where it comes down to leadership to be like, that is not in good yeah. faith and yeah. let's kick you off. But Jack is not the person to do that. I know I've banged on about this for years, but they should have kicked off Trump um, ages ago yeah. when he actually violated their own rules. And also, isn't threatening nuclear annihilation on an entire nation yeah. somehow 
Trump threatening, is Trump, threatening in, in the most cynical yeah. way. Trump is too important. To yeah, he Twitter is now yes. because of because of the reach and the importance of it. Jones is not. He's got less than a million followers. Like they they fewer. <laughs> They're just a bunch of idiots, and yeah. like, there's no need for him to like maintain that community. It's not important to their top mm. line. But it's but what it Alex now. Jones represents to the Trump people. Yeah, yeah, um, that's the problem. It, it's 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 a martyr, and I, I mean I don't care if he becomes a martyr because you got the the Milo <laughs> scenario. Hoping he dies. <laughs> I don't think you have, to, you, do you have to die to be a martyr. I think so, technically. You do have to die. Of, Does it have derivation from As the Latin just to die? Less, mort. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think be glad losing to your done. iTunes listing makes you a martyr. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not quite, it's been, not quite the same. Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder, now that he only has Twitter left, now that Facebook and the podcast and Google, uh, what's the other one I haven't said, Facebook YouTube. and YouTube, he really is going to have to cling onto Twitter with all his fingernails. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that would be good for the way he conducts himself. I'm really, really struggling to think of it's a, just of good a positive. To, in my yeah. opinion, it's just good to push these people into their own little dark corners of the internet. Like Bill O'Reilly has his sad little website, yeah. and then yeah, like, and then yeah, Infowars. You know, you're never going to convince those people that that believe in him to not like listen and read. But just push them into their little dark corner mm. of inf- of Infowars.com and just keep them off the mainstream platforms. And it yeah. emboldens them. If they if they see that their heroes are able to do it in public on a large platform, then they will then they will they will go out and harass people. They will exactly. feel like yeah. it's acceptable to I do think that. people get really hurt up about this, about kind of the whole concept of what people like to call no platforming and free speech. But just the problem is that just because you're able to express a view doesn't mean that someone has to host it. No. So it's like you're you, you're perfectly entitled to go and set up your own blog and you can write about whatever you want. That doesn't mean that you have a, an unlimited right to be hosted by any major tech platform. Yeah, yeah. he ha- so, he owns he owns multiple websites, yeah. but he doesn't let. So they're not stopping him from doing that. He so. doesn't let Polly Toynbee go and write on that website. Exactly. So, so, so the idea that you therefore have that to would host be someone. It's just this ludicrous <laughs> argument that like Twitter seems Twitter seems to consider itself like a public like service where actually yeah. like they yeah. can make these decisions. Yes. They can do. Do whatever the yeah. hell they want. Twitter yeah. doesn't have to exist. Yeah, yeah. I wish. I just wish that that would kind of get through to get through to them. But I have to say, I have pretty much completely run out of any faith that Jack yeah, Dorsey will look completely lost faith. Me too. Yeah, we that's right, a depressing well, way of ending. Yeah. <laughs> we will wrap up this segment with. Uh, I'm going to go around the room. This is only going to go one way uh, from a left-leaning uh, tech podcast. But Info Wars or Info Bores. Info pause, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, what he said. Doesn't even seem enough, does it? No. Info twice. Info pause. <laughs> 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 Not Info twice. Ring. Yeah, take that. didn't think that was a swear word. Fine. Info pause. There you go. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about phones. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is... Another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. 
Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Henry. Hello. You're the phone man. I know. Sorry. You know a lot about phones. I do. Uh, well, what's latest in phone world? Well, uh, give you a quick update the the phone headlines because it's getting to the business. We end should of do the a regular year. segment. Henry's phone headlines. <laughs> we can come up with a zippier title than we that. Can. Like Monkey News on um, Ricky Gervais's podcast or, or uh, uh, Alan's funny stories. <laughs> Phones are important, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So fun. today, as we record on Thursday, uh, we're fully expecting uh, the Galaxy Note Nine to launch, which is a, which is a weird and interesting phone because it's Samsung's last big launch of the year every year, and it gets a lot of uh, press and views, um, including from us. But it's kind of not that important to the company. Samsung's gone through like two years of the same design with its really popular uh, Galaxy S phones and the Note will always just take the number of that phone so this will probably be the Note 9 um, and it adds a bigger screen and stylus so it's one of the only mainstream phones that has a stylus and you can do things like annotate, sign PDFs all the things that businessmen supposedly do. <laughs> so is the S the one that gets advertised as unbox your phone? Yes, exactly. That's their flagship. The flagship thing. And then yeah, the, the Note phone is slightly boxier, adds a couple of new features um, over the S uh, line. So it's the for the, the lunatics year. that like massive phones. Yeah, massive phone. It's got a stylus in it. Um, and like uh, that's, a, that's about what you're going to get this year. The Note 8 is already a pretty powerful phone. It's got dual cameras. It's got... The pe- I, don't, I mean, I'm struggling. And is that, why the they, is that why they announce it at what is a pretty weird time of year to announce? And it is a weird time. So they get it in uh, before the iPhone. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of sets them up to sort of hint at what they're going to put in the next line of phones. Because the S10, which will come out probably February, is going to have to be a bit of a redesign for them. Uh, which, interestingly, I would argue... Uh, is the opposite for Apple this year. Um, David knows about this too. Um, we're expecting, well, then again, we always expect three new iPhones and we normally only ever get two. Do we? we uh, yeah. Do we expect the rumors three? last we got time three were last three, year. Well, I suppose, if you get big ones, small did. one. We did, we totally got three last year. Big ones, small eight, one. Eight plus an X. Yeah, but eight and eight plus kind of counts as one, doesn't it? Anyway. Oh, you're a hard man to please, Henry Burrell. <laughs> but this year, um, you might remember a few headlines, um, a few. Um, Sensationalist headlines saying Apple's cancelling the iPhone 10, um, which was very misleading. But it is actually kind of true because we're expecting uh, an upgrade to the popular iPhone 10, which, by all accounts from Apple's earnings, which you discussed last week, yeah. people buy thousand-pound phones. <laughs> yeah, um, which is probably what the Note 9 is probably going to cost a grand as well at its highest end. Um, but they probably will. What Apple normally does is sell the older models. Um, that were out so it still sells the iPhone 8, 7 and even the 6S still mm-hmm. but what we're probably expecting I think David right is this time Apple's going to replace the iPhone 10 with a new version that will be so similar that they actually won't sell the original iPhone 10 anymore they'll just kind of replace it they'll replace it and with this new one well, we don't know what it will be called 
I, I think they'll still call it the iPhone 10. iPhone 10. And then we're also expecting a Second 10 plus. Is that not going to be a hard marketing sell? Calling it the same thing. They've been trying to do this. They've been positioning themselves for this for years and years. And iPhone 10 is the lo- is like the logical end of the road for the numbering system because well firstly it wasn't 10 it came from you had 8 and then 10 and it's in roman numerals so it doesn't look like a number and i myself just said it iphone x i think they're about to get rid of that personally and what's the next one iphone x i'm not going to go up to 11 no no it's not the spinal tap phone (laughs) i think what they're just going to call it the iphone i think they'll just call it iphone and then iphone plus yeah and then they can just run with that design well they could keep it with x because remember they did that with mac os yeah. X, it became like a brand rather than a number. But it was yeah, always Mac OS X. Originally yeah, meant 10, it's true, but it's true. became... So, yeah, we're thinking that maybe. But then also, those phones are going to be hyper expensive uh, with the plus size one, which I, always, I, I kind of think is a bit odd doing a plus size iPhone 10 because the great thing about the 10 was it was handheld size, one-handed, uh, yeah. but with a huge screen. Yeah. And then the, the 8 Plus was a bit of a, bit of a bigger phone mm-hmm. to actually hold, but now we're going to get an even bigger one probably. And then the smaller iPhone, which I have no idea what they're going to call that... <laughs> I, um, or something please not iPhone mini uh, or something in between but it'll be cheaper because it'll have an LCD rather than the expensive OLED and it'll have the notch design but just probably with one camera on the back kind of looking a bit like an iPhone 8 um, so are you excited by that guys? Yeah I, I mean I'm Wait. in the market for a new phone so You've I'm, been in the market for a new phone for a long time My phone time. just won't die it's yeah. like limping to the finish line but like until it dies Such a, such a first world problem yeah, yeah, no, I know, such totally, a, totally. Yeah. I'm such a terrible down. person. <laughs> I want, what phone I want have you got? The world is decaying. I've got an iPhone 8 Plus. Okay, yeah, so. Your phone I, yeah, is more I, expensive I, than mine. I would also like a new phone, uh, but I don't really know what kind. Probably a OnePlus 6. Ooh, good phone, great yeah, phone. Great probably, value, lads. Probably go for that. I have to love the way that eyes, uh, Henry's Ooh. eyes popped open. There. In like, appreciation. Let's talk about the OnePlus. I get very excited about phones. I guess he's very unused to anyone on the forecast not buying an iPhone. I know, yeah. So I don't know. So we've got those iPhones uh, coming around the corner, Yeah. probably um, beginning of September and then beginning of October, as is uh, the pattern of the last two years, that we'll have a new Google Pixel phone as well, which has suffered really da- damaging leaks. Uh, we've basically seen the, fi- the finished um, hardware of the Pixel 3 XL le- it leak yesterday. It looks like the 2 XL, which I actually have here. Mm. Looks like that. Oh yeah, it's nice. Um, yeah, it is nice. And but then I thought the, you said there was a problem with the screen. Yeah, it is got it's got a bit of a blue tint to it. But they they pushed out a software update which saturates the colours more, which makes it pleasant to our uh, colour hungry eyes. Um, <laughs> you talk like a review. It it's amazing. Let's take a look under the bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's open her up and see what's inside. Um, That's too much. But it's got like a it's got a big notch on the screen. Basically, it's I wrote blazing screen. fast performance in a piece the other day, and mm. that's a Henry Burrow. Well, so what was that in reference to? A Mac, the MacBook Pro. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> but what I wanted to talk about slightly was actually more of the software features that we're going to have an iterative iPhone in terms of design, and then um, a Google Pixel line, which is probably going to look very similar because there's not much more you can do with with hardware now. Mm. So it's kind of cool. In I think that it's not change for change's sake because it's not they're not companies forcing you to go out and buy a new phone again as evidenced by the fact you've got a three-year-old phone. So yeah. they clearly do work. And But now companies, Apple and Google in particular, are, are looking way more about actually how to make you use your phone less, which I find a really interesting concept. Uh, and I've got it downloaded on the Pixel here so I can show you and um, orate. Um, it's called Digital Wellbeing. And it's yes. a bit like um, on the iOS 12 uh, beta, which David I have, has. Yeah, I have it on here. So he can show you. Uh, Apple calls it screen time. And it's like a report about how much you use your phone and generally terrifying statistics. So Charlotte can see here. Mm. I've only Some been other. I've been on my phone for 34 other. minutes today. 
Yeah. But in that time, I've received 105 notifications and I unlocked my phone 37 times already today. Wow. wow. That is actually quite a lot. It sounds like a lot, but I bet you guys have done the same. Yeah, and probably. yesterday, I, I downloaded this about the same time yesterday when it became available because um, it's still in beta and I unlocked my phone 55 times and I was just appalled and yeah. um, there's a couple of other things you can do as well so it's like a dashboard it shows me like I click here I've been on WhatsApp for 2 hours and 46 minutes this yeah. week uh, I've been on I don't, yeah are you it changing can, your behaviour in response to this? well this is the thing that I wanted to talk about because you can also there's a thing called dashboard which yeah. has screen time and then so say I'm on uh, Instagram way too much yeah um, which many of us are you can set a limit which I have mm. to 30 minutes for the day okay. and if you get to 30 minutes the app on the home screen greys out oh. and you can't go on it anymore I mean so obviously just, well, you could the psychology the then right so, so I, I had Twitter set to 15 is that a password, ah. I had Twitter set to 15 minutes. minutes yesterday and as soon as I hit 15 minutes I was like oh quite want to go on Twitter again yeah. So you just press well, you like just change it. and bypass yeah. it, yeah. So really, no, but, but it's it's good to put. But it's good to have um, a reminder. It's a bit, barriers, bit of friction. Just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes. Yeah. And then also the, the days of frictionless design are over. <laughs> no, they love they love friction now. <clears throat> yeah. for designers. Can you stop saying friction? So it makes, well it makes, into <laughs> friction on the UK Tech Weekly podcast. Bloody hell! Yeah. Yeah. So it makes you more aware of what you're doing. Uh, you can set app timers, and then also the the final thing you can do, which is uh, called wind down, and you can set times for that, and that completely grayscales your phone which is why I mentioned the color saturation on phones, because when Google first released this phone, they did quite a natural color palette, and everyone thought the screen was broken, and that's why I got a little jip. Mm. But actually, it's just because companies purposefully make our phones really saturated colors and vibrant, because it just feeds all the dopamine in yeah, your Yeah, do you know what, so much of it is just brain chemistry, isn't it? Like, I find myself doing that, on like going on my phone, like sort of pouring at it, like no, a rat seriously, like, experiment. Like, I, I always... Show me more things, more notifications. Well, I notice it when you're, like, when you're between stations on the tube, right? Because people can't have signal down there. Yeah. And I just see, look, see people that look at their phone, they unlock it, they swipe to the first screen, swipe to the second screen, swipe back again. Remember, they can't open any apps and just lock their phone again. I see, I see that so <laughs> yeah. many times. We all, we and it's all just because they're like, oh, colours. And then, but so the idea here is that... <laughs> Because why else would you unlock your yeah. phone? It's, it's Go madness. like, ooh, it's it's why, it's why, I think it's why. muscle memory as well as colour. Yeah, Maybe. I, yeah, yeah. I have one thing I can do on my phone when I haven't got a signal. That's ooh. play a game called... Shut up. It's uh, <laughs> strategy. It's an is offline yeah. game which I like very much. But every, I, I literally go through, oh, no, we're right. Better be strategy then. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've, what, I've but it, I think it's mostly instinct and muscle memory. I've actually gone way back to just like getting out and reading bits of paper. Just like reading magazines or books. Yeah. Why did I mean, you say bits of paper? Bits of yeah, paper. it sounds like you've got Things like scraps of paper just, just in I mean, your pockets. Absolute <laughs> mad woman. Yeah, yeah. Where's the thing I wrote on? No, that is actually get milk. Like, yeah, that is that is what the a great sort of note. thing. No, those notes are all in my Google Calendar now. That's unfortunately, true. I will get a notification. Like, oh, but the thing yeah. is, I put this on yesterday and I got out my phone. I forgot I had it on. It, was, it must have been ten thirty because that's when I've set it to start. Yeah. I looked at my phone. I was like, oh, it's, it's all grey. I was like, oh mm. no, I turned it off again because you don't want to watch YouTube in grayscale. But the idea is that it's just prompting you more to be like, come on, yeah. stop using your phone. And the dashboard is, is the simplest thing, but it just guilts you. At the end of the day, like, I'll have a look at how many times I've done it. Yeah. Um, the unlocking thing is is the thing because you can, yeah, get, you can go for like a hundred unlocks on David. You've got like pickups, sure. yep. pickups, notifications, the categories of things that you tend to use. Yeah. I tried to put on a lock on Twitter, and I couldn't work out how to do it specifically just to Twitter. I oh. think you have to do it on a category. Are you uh. going to put a lock on Crick Info because you're on that a lot? That's the difference. <laughs> so <laughs> the test does start today. So that's the thing. That that Apple, so don't give me a bad time, Alex. Because that's the thing that Apple hasn't hasn't done the google one is way more granular on google um and it's also the way that the app is coded but i'll get nerdy for you for a minute um if you go into the app so if i go into actually whatsapp is a bad example if i find twitter here um 
and tap on notifications, all those different types of notifications that can be pushed to you from Twitter. So we've got direct messages, emergency alerts related to you and your tweets, news, followers and contacts, but mm. the user doesn't really think of all those things. So you could just turn it off so you only ever get a notification when you, you've been direct messaged. Yeah. And then you don't have all those annoying things pop up on your phone all the time that kind of distract you. I've, I've switched off almost all notifications apart from people phoning me or WhatsApp. Yep. Basically everything else is just switched off. So it's like... If I want to see whether I've got something, I'll actively you actually have to have choose to look at it. I'd love to turn <coughs> off phoning me notifications. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it could yeah. happen in the office. Yeah. Yeah. That's the notification. No, right? then Apple, interestingly, hasn't done that, and it categorizes it by type of app, which I found annoying because I was using it, and I wanted to turn off social media alerts, mm, but yeah. it, it counts WhatsApp as social media. Yeah. So well, what you, turn what off you can do is you can tweak notifications from the notification itself you don't have to go into settings which is which is a new thing for ios intuitive. which has been on android for years mm, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if you were going to buy a phone today or Ooh, in yeah. the near future what would you go for um oof. Ooh, it's a tough wow one. wow it'll it's so many factors charlotte <laughs> oh, i know don't, don't i realized started on this, this is a, this is a you know what if i question. if i didn't have the privilege of being able to use quite a few phones and yeah. uh, i would probably buy an iphone 10 Right, okay. Uh, it's got the best security, it's got the best apps, the camera's going to be great and it'll last you like three or four years. Brilliant. But, if, but if I was to buy an, an Android phone, I'd probably buy the OnePlus 6 because it's you could, buy, you could buy two for the same price as an iPhone 10. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. If you cool. want two phones. Uh, going to go around the room. Phones or read a bloody book? Favorite <laughs> <laughs> price. No, I can I not do both. No, do you can't read, do both. I do read books. You can read a you bloody have to buy book into on this your false phone. Dichotomy now. Yeah. I read uh, I've read two novels on my phone ever. Um, <laughs> it's really hard. It is. Cool. I'm yeah. not answering the question. Am I uh, phones? I love phones. Yeah. Yeah. Read a bloody book. Yeah. Phones. Yeah, of course. I read books too. You're on phone Phone nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> phone, phone melts. Gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna go back to the year two thousand. Charlotte G. Yep. It's the year 2000. Yeah. It's actually the year 1999. It is. Um, Prince's favourite year. <laughs> a weird dome has yes. appeared in the opening credits of EastEnders. It has. What, so What is it? <laughs> so basically, uh, this is not particularly related to any up-to-date news, but there is a very good thread on Twitter.com, the uh, website we were The right-wing singing, website. Yeah. Singing the praises of earlier. Oh, that sounds like an excellent um, place to go I know, you should go there now. Real news. It's, uh, there's, there's a man, and it's at Max Krieger VG. Don't ask me why. Uh, I don't really know who this person is, but they did an incredibly long series of tweets about the Millennium Dome and specifically about the Millennium Experience, which is what it was when it first opened. It was a year-long exhibition. So it's, it, it was quite an interesting thread. It was a bit of a sort of blast from the past. I don't know if any of you guys went around the I Millennium Experience. I did visit, but I was... 11 years old yes. yeah, I, was, so, I would have been nice. I don't remember it that yes. well I, st- I still I still yeah. have uh, the badge that I got in the oh. Millennium Dome which says been there dome that oh. I remember which going probably inside probably why I love puns I remember going inside the human being yes there was, and the yes. heart screams yeah. I remember shitting myself yes. and yes. I remember seeing the um, crown jewels there as well yep. really? <laughs> all I remember <laughs> oi, oi. I only remember the screaming heart and yeah. I remember playing Colin McRae Rally Okay. There was, there was a big diamond. Oh, I remember presenting well. the news as well. Yeah. yeah. You could present it. It was a completely bewildering was array of totally unrelated things sponsored by a vast array of random corporate sponsors. Um, its initial budget was 400 million. By the time it finished, it had doubled in that time. 
It was overseen by Peter Mandelson. In fact, I believe that the Millennium Dome is part of the reason why he had to resign at one point. Oh. But he, he came back like he always like he always did. He um, bounced back. He did bounce back. Uh, but yeah, I guess it just an interesting little trip down memory lane around that particular time of New Labour when there was this weird combination of kind of futuristic excitement about... Well, the future, which is generally what futuristic excitement <laughs> tends, can't fault, to, can't fault your tends logic. to focus on. <laughs> And a, and a weird kind of combination of uh, like the sort of labour third way where you try and sort of combine public and private sectors in a slightly unpleasant and mildly corrupt sort of manner. It was just such a um, weird so, like modern version of like the World's Fair, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. That, it's, yeah, it's actually very reminiscent of that. How much did it, it cost to get in? To get in? I don't know. I'm gonna I, think I think it was quite a lot. It, at the time, it was the most ambitious artificial space that had ever been publicly funded, apparently. Certainly in terms of spending. What so I loved about the Dome bonkers. that we don't remember now is that they had no plans for it no. a year after. No. So, like, we now take for granted that it's, like, a very popular um, venue for sporting events and, and yeah. concerts and stuff. But, like, when it was built, they had no idea what they were going to do with it. Yeah, yeah. So, Henry... How much was it to get into the Millennium Experience? Twenty pounds for yeah. adults. That and at the time that, that would was have been more than six hundred pounds. That would have been a lot of money. Um, actually, there was no per, um, permanent tenant in the <clears throat> now the O2 Arena until two thousand seven. Mm. So it actually just sat there as a completely pointless white elephant. White, white elephant, elephant, and then it indeed. became the O2 Arena. Yes, it did. Yeah. So six years. So six years. It just there was nothing there, and there, there there have been some interesting things there more recently. That like was a good Tutankhamun exhibition. I went to there. a Star Wars exhibition. There you go. Of course you did. There you go. Full, I think full I think of other children. I think the O2 is is a is a good part of London. Like it's a good it's a useful venue for a lot of it. Different. It I is. Think, I think it's it made is. people forget how much of a, I think disaster the Millennium Dome was at the time. Yes, exactly. It was was hugely panned. Yeah. As you said, there was absolutely no legacy planning. Yeah. The the budget ballooned. It was a a joke around the world. And it wasn't profitable. They didn't get enough visitors. It was over budget. Not enough people. And compared to the the eye, what was it called? Was it called the Millennium Eye at the The time? London. Oh, I think it's millennium, 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 millennium. Wheel. They like to just put the word Maybe. millennium in front of everything. But that those point. two things got compared. Those are the two big monuments yeah. to the end of the century. And and the the eye, everybody loved the eye. It was a hugely popular attraction right away. British Airways eye. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's the Coca Cola yeah, right I, now. I, I, Is the, it? Yeah. yeah. That's why it's red, not blue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate the eye. It's I interesting know. though. I think <laughs> there are probably some lessons. I hate for... the eye. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, the eye. The it looks at eye. me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, um, that, that ruined everything. Oh. No, that's okay. Um, yeah. I just, Charlotte I won- was always going to appreciate that. Oh, how no, how definitely- old were you at the time, Charlotte? Uh, I was, I think I was 10. Yeah. I, I shouldn't, I mean, I'm bringing this up again because I asked you yeah. all on Slack. We're all because about you want to go on about how bloody old you are. Yeah, I'd have been nine. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. seem right, really. How do you remember it? I was 20 and I don't remember it. Well... I remember, I, the, I remember being terrified of the screaming heart. Yeah, I literally yeah. remember like Did tiny you, I bits. I remember that actually. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe what you. So you were there when you were twenty. I wasn't there even. I mean, no, I, no. I remember. Well, then that's why you I remember, remember the turn, if I was twenty. <laughs> I remember the I turn of the century is like a is like a dim and distant memory. Yeah, no, no, it's not no, the it is sort a dim of thing you would memory. go to if you were twenty, is it? It's the sort no. of thing you would go to if you were a kid or a parent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, it does seem that our 
our generation, not including you, David, sorry. Um, everyone I seem to know went to it. Yeah. So, so I think it was, a big, maybe... it was a school trip staple, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Train to London on a Saturday morning. Yeah. 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 Very exciting. But yeah, I think probably... My generation, we were all huffing Coke packets. <laughs> Coke packets. <laughs> David. Going to drugs vending machine. In abandoned and... warehouse. Yeah. 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 Huffing Coke packets. <laughs> That makes perfect sense. Um, was that a plausible drug talk? Shoot, yeah. No, that wasn't no. at all. You're basically a character you're doing, in human traffic. You're doing traffic. it wrong, <laughs> You're Danny Dyer. I know. I've always wanted to be Danny Dyer. That's yeah. you. But yeah, what can we learn from this Millennium Dome well, Millennium experience? monuments all have to be uh, circular. Yes, they do. They uh, do. Don't build it miles away from everything, because Greenwich yeah. is a bit of a pig to get to. It is. We learned some really boring lessons about how you should legacy plan when you build massive things in london yes that's true but also even if you don't you have to give it a decade to see what it's going to become because they didn't plan the legacy and yet it worked out this became something of pride this is what they're doing with a lot of the olympic park though aren't they they're not rushing like a lot of these venues are still in use and they're not rushing to do something with the copper box or anything because they'll the the one plus six launch was in the copper box it was far too big yeah yeah, but um, if they it's using the here east bit that had a Samsung launch out last year. Yeah, there's a big yeah. uh, startup hub. Yeah, co-working space. Yeah, isn't there? Runway. Yeah. East. What, we, what, what can we call yeah. it? Silicon. It's called Olympics. Runway. Silicon Olympics. <laughs> Silicon, Olympics. <laughs> Silicon Olympics. Park. Silicon Park. Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. I mean it. Probably. Yeah, it probably will. It probably already has been called that at some point. So was yeah. the was the idea for the Millennium Experience to like inspire the next generation? I think so. And did it achieve that goal? I mean, I, to be honest with you, because it was very interesting for me to look at this because I just had vague childhood memories of going around something and thinking it was bonkers and really yeah. amazing. So I actually, I loved it when I went around it. I thought That's it was good. Great. So we, great badges as well. Great badges. So, so it's interesting how, it, yeah, it was quite interesting to revisit it as an adult and then look at it and realise, oh, actually, if, I, if it had been at the time, I probably would have criticised it massively. Yeah, but kids like any old bollocks. I mean, they really are easy to entertain, aren't they? Just look yeah. at the shiny thing. Oh, that's yeah. They amazing. haven't indulged their first Coke packet yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't become cynical so after their first put Coke them, Put them in a huge yeah. dome with some like yeah tweenies and a screaming heart, and yeah. they're, they're, they're golden for the they're day. They're away. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think the tweenies were till much later. Or Teletubbies, I don't know. Whatever they were. Possibly the Teletubbies. Were the Teletubbies there? I don't remember anything about the dome. I remember from being terrified. Yeah, not a lot. You need to look. You need to go and look at the look at the images on uh, Max Krieger VG's tweet thread. Thanks, Max. Um, it's very. It's well worth the time. It will take you about half an hour, but honestly, yeah. it is actually worth. Looking I love a good thread. It's a it's a great thread. Yeah, yeah. Unless Jack wrote it. Yeah. No, yeah. Not so much. Right, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, so, Millennium Experience, or it's just a big tent, mate. Uh, definitely millennium experience yeah yeah i'm gonna go look at that thread now millennium experience uh sure yeah same thing i I didn't go i feel like i can't really oh you didn't you didn't go i thought that was a joke no he didn't go right he really was it's just a big tent then isn't it mate well, but I don't know because I haven't been there. <laughs> it doesn't seem stop, fair. Stop failing to go along with the first time. <laughs> Sorry, yes, to it's always oh, just a big tent, mate. Thank you. <laughs> right, that's it for us this week. Um, remember to subscribe, like, tell your friends, and we will How see you. How close are we to the hundredth episode, Scott? Don't oh, know. Is this ninety-eight? Is it we ninety-eight? I think so. Wow. We have the, the Millennium. We're pod. near the Millennium Pod. <laughs> yeah. Well, hundreds. Really it's not really. No, it's more cent- centenary. Then. We'll make it. Can't agree like enough to work there, honey. We'll, we'll skip from ninety-nine to a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks very much. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.